911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined today once again by Mr. Clint Walton. How are you? Incredible. I thought today we could talk about something that not most people know about, and yet it's something that everybody allows to drive almost every decision in their life every single day, and that is how psychological comfort is literally driving all of your decisions. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I have talked about retired FBI agent Joe Navarro on this show many, many times. He's somebody that I hope to meet next year at a big event. And this is actually a concept that I hadn't heard about until I learned it from him. And in one of his books, he's describing how we can go into the market and we look at the toothpaste aisle. And for whatever reason, there are over a hundred different toothpastes for us to choose from. And the same is to be said with the number of toothbrushes that we have to choose from, dental floss. Clint knows that I'm a mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very particular when it comes to dental floss. So I am very much one of those people that will sit there and stare at the dental floss for a ridiculous length of time. Mm-hmm. And So when it comes to psychological comfort, what this is, it's actually the type of decisions that we make that bring us into a state of calm. And a lot of this is subconscious because this is something that's actually built into our DNA. When we think back to the caveman times, we think about how things looked when we had tribes and the level of... And actually, you know what, before we get there, I'm going to go back to something that's a little bit more relevant. And that is when we're in high school, for example, think about the cliques that were created. Think about the groups of people. Clint was with the jocks because he played football and he was wrestling. And I was actually a little bit more of like an independent, I guess you could say, because I was the president of several clubs. And I spent a lot of my time on my own filling out college scholarships by myself in the the resource center because nobody else was ever in there. And... (laughs) There are cliques, right? And it's the same with the tribes that we have only ever read about. So everybody felt comfortable when you gravitate towards the people that are more like you. And so when it comes to this element of psychological comfort, there was a study that was done. And in this study, it showed a mother and her baby, and they were recording the mother and her baby. And you might not always notice this, but typically if you have a room, let's say you're going into a pediatrician's office and there are a whole bunch of babies that are sitting on the ground playing and there are a whole bunch of mothers that are sitting up against the wall in their chairs, the mothers will subconsciously have their bodies tilted towards the baby. And typically the baby will do the same thing and mirror and mimic the mother. And so in this study, they had the mom looking down and smiling at her little baby and periodically the baby would look up from whatever it was that they were playing with. And when the mother would do this, the baby would smile and do exactly the same thing. And they did this time and time again. And on one occasion throughout this study, they had the mom wait until the baby looked at her. And then the mom gave the baby like a dirty, nasty look. And the baby kind of froze and looked at the mother and looked away and looked back at the mother. And the mother was still giving that kind of eyebrowy grr kind of face to the baby. 
And the baby mimicked and did exactly the same thing. And what the baby did was put down the toy and crawl over to the mother because this wasn't something that the baby was used to the mom doing. The baby was looking for that psychological comfort. So we can all think back and hopefully you were blessed enough to have those moments with your own mother, the moments of that psychological comfort. And in saying that and relating it to your mother, that sense of feeling that you're probably getting right now as I'm talking about it. Maybe there's a memory that's coming up for you, the way that your mother's touch felt when when she would just come by and rub your head or whatever the thing was. That type of psychological comfort exists in every single action that we take every day. It exists in our purchasing decisions. It exists in the way that we operate when we go to work every day. Maybe for you, that means that you take the same way every single day that you go to work because it brings you comfort to know that typically that is the way that is going to give you the less less amount of issues when it comes to traffic and things like that. Perhaps for you, you know that there's a certain person that you connect with when you get to work every single day that you say hi to, you stop and bullshit with each other for a little bit. There's the same group of people that you typically see every single day throughout your workday, people that you talk to, people that make you feel comfortable when you're there at work every day. This is incredibly important when it comes to law enforcement because I know and I've spoken personally to several officers who will tell me I, I would trust that person with my life or I would not trust that person with my life. It gives us a certain level of comfort when we know that there are people within our circle that make us feel like like we could trust them and that they know that they could trust us. And as we're operating and we're going throughout our day, there are there are so many things. There's a lot that's coming up in my mind right now, whether it's the types of food that we gravitate towards on a regular basis, it brings us psychological comfort because those are the things that we're used to. And I think that sometimes we get so caught up in that comfort and it's not necessarily just the places that we go, the people that we meet, but it's also our habits. Our habits are also ones that bring us comfort because when we don't allow ourselves to be expanded outside of that, it usually means that it creates some type of stress and not all type of stress is negative stress. Stress could be something that you're deciding that you're going to get up off the couch at six o'clock at night and get on the treadmill instead of sitting there and watching TV for the rest of the evening. And when we understand the psychological comfort and the things that we're doing habitually, then it also allows us to kind of understand the things that we're not because we're so comfortable. Now, Clint, what what comes to mind for you right now when I say like, what is the number one psychological comfort in your life that existing in this moment? Food. Food. So food in terms of the types of food or when you eat or? It's just a, a mix of both. I, when I'm lacking something, I always feel myself gravitating Gravitating, <laughs> gravitating towards the different types of comfort foods in my life, uh, whether it's going somewhere specific for lunch or going and eating something that I know I necessarily shouldn't be. Because it's comfortable, it tastes good, and blah, blah, blah. So for something like that, that's great. That's an identification of something that you know is a psychological comfort, but perhaps could be adjusted in a way that's more supportive and more healthy in terms of the lifestyle that you want to achieve. We talked in our last episode about having a system that's in place. So if I were to, and I'm just going to speak for you, if I were to say like I'm failing at this area of my life in terms of the psychological comfort that I have in relation to the foods that I eat every single day. That would be the failure that I would list at the top of my 
my strategy list, my system that I want to create. And Clint, because you sat with me when we recorded that last episode, if you haven't checked it out, please, I encourage you to go back and listen to it before you continue on with this one. But what would be some of the things that you can list out in terms of an actual system to make sure that you're not failing in that area of your life? It's just almost reevaluating my relationship with food comparison to eating for comfort to... So I'm going to interrupt you for a second because we're creating a system and you know, with me, I'm like a no bullshit kind of person. So (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to help you a little bit. If I were to create this system because I don't want to be a failure in this area of my life, I would get specific. So for me in particular, I eat about five times a day because I eat like smaller increments of food. So let's just pretend Clint because it's typical for most people to eat three times a day that you eat at 7 a.m., 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. We're going to use those times. So if I were to create a system around this, then I know, okay, those are the three times that I eat. Now I would ask myself, okay, which one of these times do I typically fail out when it comes to gravitating towards those comfort foods? I would say lunchtime. Lunchtime. So I think that I would agree with that because typically for you, I'll pack you like a protein shake and a banana or something to like send you off on a healthy day (laughs) and you're out there in the world. So for lunchtime and If you know that at lunchtime, it's typically when you fail to make the decisions that you would rather be making, what would support you in terms of making an an alternative decision at lunchtime? My partner is not to just eat one, one eat crap food all the time. Okay. So you, you can't control your partners, but we Mm -hmm. can control you. So you know that at lunchtime, you know, there's that camaraderie and everybody wants to go and eat out together and they're making a poor decision when it comes to eating out at, you know, Joe's greasy shack for lunch every day. So when that happens, what would be an alternative for you in terms of making sure they don't get sucked into eating at the grease shack? Bringing something that I know I enjoy, but is going to sustain me throughout the afternoon. And if that happens and they all go to the grease shack and you can't bring something or you forgot to bring something on that particular day, and let's be realistic. Like you, you want to hang out with everybody while everybody's eating lunch. Like that's the thing to do, right? It helps to build the bond between you guys. And you also sometimes feel like the odd man out when you're not included in those sorts of things. So if you so happen to find yourself at the grease shack, <laughs> what would be another alternative in order to make sure that you're successful with creating this system? And finding the healthier options. And there is always everywhere. healthy options. Even if you were to go to Burger King, there would be a healthy option. And if you're not certain of what that might be, because I know this is an area that a lot of people struggle with, Google it. Everybody has Google in their pocket. So typically we can just Google, hey, Surrey, what is the best, healthiest option when somebody's eating out at the Grease Shack? And I can guarantee you, you, you might need to get a little bit creative. And I won't lie, sometimes it's actually a little bit more expensive because you need to piece together a healthy meal sometimes. But you can also get like side items and then make those side items something healthier, whether it's like a side of cheese and then a side of pickles and like a side of all these things if you want something better and more sustaining than just a, a salad, for example. So I hope that this has given you some motivation and that you can kind of understand the way that psychological comfort typically drives our life and 
If you use this episode in combination with the last one that we recorded, I think this is really a great way for anybody, any of our clients, anybody who's listening to this, to set themselves up on the right path to success. So thank you so much for spending this morning or this evening or whenever you're consuming this content with us. And it is something that we truly, truly appreciate. The more and more success that we've had with this show is because of you, everybody who continues to listen and to support it. And it's something that I can't thank you enough for. If you have gotten any value out of this episode and you haven't done so already, please do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, and know that we are sending you a long, tight hug from our home to yours.